All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever, technically, supplemental episode of the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Mike, you ready to uh, you ready to talk about this Nintendo Direct from yeah. February 8th, 2023? Let's talk about Nintendo. So, uh, yeah, right? It feels like it's always so few and far between with them. Um, real quick, over on the podcast Twitter, we put up a poll kind of trying to gauge people's reactions and thus far the the twitter vote has it sitting at 47 percent of people uh voted uh the the direct they gave it a letter grade of a b um i'm curious what you thought it was a fairly jam-packed 40 minutes i mean a lot of things were technically announced some things were given more time or like more of a trailer whatever um, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm curious, what did you think of the direct? Yeah. First, I just want to pitch that if you get to the top of our poll, you get a thousand extra points in a one up. Um, <laughs> so I was among the 47% <laughs> that, that voted a B. Okay. Um, I will say for a Nintendo broadcast, I, I agree that it was, it was jam packed. I mean, for, for what it's worth. You know, some of the games, yeah, I saw it. I was just like, why? Right. But, yeah, I mean, this felt like it was substantial. Um, I guess it was their whole first half of the year in, in announcements. Um, so that's a good sign. Uh, I, I think there are relatively few surprises which i think is going to surprise a lot of people that know me (laughs) um i i I guess the thing that surprised me the most was uh game boy um and game boy advance getting added to the virtual console yep um it's funny because Justine was actually watching with me at this point, and she's like, "Oh, these are all like games that I used to play because they had you know, basically Game Boys and the Dreamcast when they were growing up." Um, and so now we'll probably have to get that, which I think is part of the expansion. Yeah, it's a it's part of like the the Nintendo Switch Online Plus tier like there's the two tiers and it's the the higher one yeah but the regular game boy and the game boy color is part of just the the base tier i think is what they what they said yeah i couldn't tell because they they showed it like previously they had shown like nes and snes are on the base tier and then like the they would just show just the 64 on the upper tier but obviously it's understood that you get game boy color or uh excuse me, NES and SNES. But what I noticed about when they were talking about this, they showed the Game Boy Color or Game Boy, I forget which, on the base tier, but then they showed it again along with the Game Boy Advance on the upper tier. So I couldn't tell if that meant certain Game Boy games would be only mm. available on that upper tier or not. I don't know. So That would be a very Nintendo move. That would require me to do a little more digging that I haven't done yet. But um, yeah, I was I, I too was surprised by this. Sorry, I just wanted to jump in there. 
um, when they got to the Game Boy part, I'm fairly certain I threw I threw my hands up in the air twice in this episode, like in a good <laughs> way. Uh, the first time was for a Game Boy announcement because I said, "Oh my God, Metroid Fusion is going to be on there." Yeah, and they went through all like the the videos of the games are going to be there, and they're like, "No Metroid Fusion." And that's when I put my hands down. <laughs> But then it got to the end, like scroll mm-hmm. bar of games coming out soon. The first one was Metroid Fusion. I was like, thank God it lives on. <laughs> Love it. Um, so that was that was honestly really exciting. Um, the second time I threw my hands up in the air was when Metroid came on the screen again. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Metroid Prime. I think it, I, I'm. I don't know if you can consider this a remake or a remaster. I mean, the game is mechanically the same. They called it a remaster. Okay, yeah. Really all it needs. I mean, that game is way ahead of its time. Oh, uh, for sure. Literally watching the gameplay of it. I mean, I get I get that, like, you know, it is enhanced and, like, is going to look better. But, I mean, ridiculous for a game that came out 2001? Is that sounds right? Yeah, that, that's very, crazy. I think it was like a GameCube launch window game, right? Yeah, it, it looked really good. Um, and I'm not gonna get it. Oh, and I'm sure that's very surprising. That is, I'm surprised. So, here's the thing I have it, it's part of the reason I got my Wii U. Um, I have the trilogy on Wii U. Okay. In the past year, I had been playing Metroid Prime on that. Um, and even on the Wii U, it looks really good. It plays really good. So, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to get it right away. Because I'm relatively far on the Wii U version. Sure. My only, my only like, holdup is the Wii U version is motion control. Oh. Which, frankly, is not that bad. Um, the worst part is just like turning in, like a three hundred sixty degree motion. Sure, because you have to like move the controller left or right. But other than that, it's really not that bad. Um, it's still got the same like lock on feature that they were touting during the direct. Mm-hmm. So I mean, aiming really isn't that big of an issue. And. On the digital store, it's 40 bucks. Which, if you've never played the game before, or you don't have other copies of the game, I think is an amazing deal because, I mean, it is very much so a $40 game still. Um, I just I, I just don't think that's, that's worth it to me. Now, if they come out with like a collector's edition physical copy, mm-hmm. I would reconsider, but I don't think that's in the cards. Yeah, they haven't said. They just said the physical copy. They shadow dropped it, so it it went live yesterday. The physical copy releases February 22nd. I think the shadow drop is both really awesome Mm -hmm. and also a kick in the teeth. (laughs) Because you just didn't have time to prepare. No, because like people have been Metroid fans have been asking for information on this. Yeah. For so long. 
and like the being a metroid fan is is so frustrating because you just never know what's happening right and so like just once and, and and from what i saw on twitter i'm not alone in this thought just like give us some information but then also metroid prime 4 i think last, two nights ago metroid prime 4 pre-orders were taken off of amazon yeah when um tears of the kingdom went up so everyone's just like okay well now what like is this the best we're getting is <laughs> right remastered metroid prime yeah so it's cool they shadow dropped it because obviously that's very exciting and hopefully that gets some people to play it um just kind of felt like a kick in the teeth <laughs> no i i hear you um i think so this is now we've had two events uh we had the microsoft one a couple weeks ago where they shadow dropped hi-fi rush and now uh you had nintendo do the same thing so i i'm a big fan of the of that like move right i understand what you're saying about metroid um Mm -hmm. but you know just in general when, when you talk about a game just like there is nothing better than when people are up on stage at E3 and they go and you can play it later today. And it's just like, that's sick. That's sick. I, I would rather have that than like a release date. Yeah. Like I would like to know that it's coming, maybe like a launch window, like a, within a quarter. I mean, that gives you three months. Yeah. And then, yeah, they just do like a quick direct or something. And, and then, hey, it's there. Go, go play it. Yeah, um, it'd be sick. And that's not what I'm upset about with Metroid. Like, no, I, didn't I, need I, I, I hear you 100%. Date. Yep. It's that it was like, I don't even know that this was technically ever confirmed. Like, it was very yeah. heavily rumored. I think it may have leaked, but. like Right. And then you have the fact that, like, we don't know anything about Metroid 4. Or Metroid Prime 4, sorry. Um, and it's just like. <laughs> it. You know, they just love to not give you information. I I hear you a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so you're, I guess, just unfortunately a fan of all the wrong things, Metroid and uh, Splinter Cell. <laughs> just in general in life. <laughs> um. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, definitely jam packed full of games. Um. I'm trying to think if there are any like surprise games out there. I didn't I came into it a little bit late, so I did not see the Pikmin 4 gameplay. Uh-huh. Um but Justine and I were kind of watching like another video and Pikmin came up. She's like, Oh my god, I want to play that game. <laughs> so I'm it sounds like we'll probably be getting Pikmin. Um, kind of cool that they are coming out with like it's funny I think we just talked about this in our last episode uh, with Mario Kart 8 uh, totally new course yep so that's that's kind of cool yeah and I don't know if we talked about it during the episode or not or if we were talking a little bit after um but they announced, you know, I think across, I think they announced um, 
four DLCs, three DLCs. I don't know. I can't remember if all of them are on the, um, the like Nintendo Switch Online Plus or whatever. But Mario Kart is for sure. Um, and they announced the final wave of that. I think the final wave or just wave four. Um, but then they also, what you were talking about, announced the Game Boy Game Boy Advance being on there and out it's it's a really really good value for a nintendo fan like um i honestly think it's potentially better than game pass and hang it up (laughs) and playstation plus because the 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 back catalog that Nintendo has is so absurd. And I just think there's ridiculous value there. So yeah, it's, it's like, it's truly nuts. I mean, obviously you're playing old games in, in, in these scenarios or, you know, getting, um, uh, bonus content for a few current games. Whereas the appeal of like game pass is new releases. Um, but, you know, strictly looking at, like, value, I think, like, I almost think, like, the volume is that you're given. But again, it's a matter of, like, do you like old games or do you, like, do you care about the new games? But I, I don't know. I think there is a really, really good, strong value there for the, the online plus or whatever it's actually called. And it's the cheapest of all of the, like, online subscriptions. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with you. Um, and I think that just kind of goes to show the strength of Nintendo and that their games are so timeless. Yep. Because, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, even though it's mostly the same franchises, there's probably more games actively on, like, the virtual consoles that I'm excited about than, like, Game Pass. Right. And again, it's it's hard to compare. I, you know, you said it perfectly because Game Pass is catered more towards new games, um, but Nintendo is catered more towards old games. Um, I I do I I think the whole paradigm is funny though because Nintendo's like you can't actually find copies of these games, so like here's I'm trying, bet. I'm trying. <laughs> oh, you wanted a real copy of Metroid Fusion? Too bad. Yeah. Uh Yeah, I you know, I think um it's funny. Uh I was actually talking to Chris, 1S Chris, um like right after the direct. Um and basically just said that like this is such a par for the course or or should just be basically like what they do every single time is just mm-hmm. like take that vice grip that they have on nostalgia and just like squeeze it a little bit harder because it works. It, it like, it never doesn't work. I think I did that double negative, right? Um, so it's dude, it's game over once they bring GameCube to virtual console. Right. Um, and I think, uh, a note, like a notable omission from the games that were announced for 
the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance being on the virtual console were all the Pokemon games. I think the only Pokemon game that was shown was the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy Color um, in like the role. End of February, we'll, we'll most likely see a Pokemon um, Direct. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see them announce that like, yeah, just a matter of time before all of these classic Pokemon games are also in the library. Did Nintendo 64 get the Pokemon Stadium Stadium games? I think both of them are on there now. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's hard to compare those to the baseline games, but I remember those being pretty prolific. Yeah, and I can't um, remember if the original Pokemon Snap is a part of that as well. So that's technically some other Pokemon games. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, specifically it's, like the main line, like blue, red, yellow, crystal, like being <clears throat> able to like go back and play those original instead of like just um, having to rely on like Heart Gold, Soul Silver to be able to go back and play that gem. It, and I mean, cool. even those are hard to find at this point, right? Oh, very. Yeah, uh, Chris. Yeah. Chris uh, said, um, let me just pull it directly what he said, because I'm sure a lot of people share this sentiment. Um, he said, honestly, just tell me I need to spend $500 for all of the old Pokemon games and I'll do it. And I said, let me check my spreadsheet. I think Soul Silver, Heart Gold, Black 2, and White 2 alone are more than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to actually like go out and find in the wild. So like if Nintendo just did like a little like, you know how they did like the Mario um, 3D All-Stars where it was like, sunshine um yeah uh, 64 sunshine and uh the first super mario galaxy bundled together ported to the switch like if they did that but it was a 500 dollars value for every single pokemon game <clears throat> everybody like i don't know many people who wouldn't do that like people would be saving for for weeks months years to be able to 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 get that package i would need to buy you know, if Nintendo if Nintendo starts taking that philosophy, I need to absolutely buy stock in them before that happens. <laughs> I mean, you're you're absolutely right, and it's going to cost Nintendo, in basically in layman's terms, no money to do that. Right. That's that's more or less all profit. You know, you you, you take out you know the manufacturing costs and you know the R and D needed to port it. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, they're simple games. It's not like you're, you know, recreating something in Unreal Engine. Like it, it, it would be nuts, and and people would pay five hundred dollars honestly just to know that I have them. I might even buy it as well. Right. Yep. I would do this. I would. Well, I guess I wouldn't at this point to have all the games, but you know, I was gonna say I would do the same shit with with Metroid. Right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's something about the the nostalgia factor. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I've been working on building up like a classics collection. Um, it's been going very well. Uh, I just need to find a way to display all of it. But uh, it's just like there's something about knowing that you. like you hold them and like own them in some capacity that like feels necessary you know right um uh going back to the direct real quick um they announced a couple other um 
basically like remasters and collections. You had Bat and Kados, which were two GameCube games that I didn't, you know, I hadn't heard of until like a year or two ago. Um, when kind of like looking back at like the GameCube, like these were games that I did not play, but, you know, were, I think had like a pretty good like cult following at the very least and are, you know, regarded as some of like, you know, great GameCube games. Um, I also loved the like little, little teaser that they had for Professor Layton, which were, uh, I want to say huge on the DS, right? Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Um, no Detective Pikachu. Um, maybe during the Pokemon, but that got announced like 2018, and we still know nothing about that coming to Switch. <laughs> um, and then also there was the Don't Nod game, um, Harmony yeah. in the Fall of uh, Reverie. Um, that looks really good. Love the art style. Um, Don't Nod, they're the people behind Life is Strange. Um, so expect this game to be basically, um, similar to, to the Life is Strange games. Um, but I thought that looked really good. Um, so excited to see more about that. And I think that's, I think it was this game is going to be like a switch release first. Yes, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and then they also announced, uh, Animal Crossing, uh, what was the new Animal Crossing called? Uh, I was going to make a joke about it being the second one. Um, <laughs> Fantasy Life I, the girl who steals time. They were showing it and like literally like chopping the trees and, and how the trees looked, looked just like Animal Crossing. Um, but a little like yeah. island life sim um, that probably has, I'm assuming, a little more... Um, to give you in terms of story than just like your cat, like more casual animal crossing. But I don't know that for a fact, but that was a game that got shown off and I'm sure, uh, will scratch like an itch for, for many people, specifically people who are fans of animal crossing. Um, and I know we talked about Pikmin, uh, which I, th- I think looks really good. Uh, if you, I know you said you, it was the first thing you said you missed it, but, um, definitely go back and check it out because uh i I i think like visually it looks really good and and the gameplay actually looks pretty fun um they showed more about octopath traveler 2 which i had heard really good things about the first one there so um that that was my dark horse game from this whole thing yeah it's a game that i saw and i was like you know what that game actually looks pretty fun and my try the first octopath because i feel like that's probably a free game somewhere and then you're going to be into jrpgs forever i'm working on it (laughs) uh and then obviously the big announcement and the very final one was legend of zelda tears of the kingdom we got to see more of that um which is going to be nintendo's first 70 dollar game um as i guess they make the jump to that price point as well not surprising at all. Um, really? That you don't think that's in the least bit surprising? No, I don't think so. Interesting. Do you? Kind of. Really? Yeah, and and I I don't mean this negatively. I'm surprised it didn't wait a generation. 
like definitely so, saw it going in that direction oh but. yeah i okay i understand what you're saying i mean i i have seen a lot of people say that they think that this was probably like the last big um event like solely focused on the current switch like a mm-hmm. lot of people are thinking that I think some people thought that there might have been an announcement of like what's next in terms of console during this. There wasn't, obviously. Um, but I think a lot of people felt very much like, yep, we're wrapping up this generation, um, which I can I can I could see that. So yeah. Zelda being the one coming out like tail end of the generation and being the $70 game. I guess that's the thing that was like, that doesn't surprise me. Such a big game, such like a big release, you know it was bound to happen right and so but i do understand what you're saying like why not just wait until the the like next generation comes out um i say that but i also saw some commentary from people mostly xbox people who were like i couldn't imagine paying 70 dollars for a nintendo game and to that i also said really <laughs> like yeah, I, I, dude, I, I really don't get the whole seventy dollar. I know we never really jumped in on that. I don't really understand the whole like debacle of the seventy dollar price point and mm-hmm. and like how like how is you know okay? Did you? But when games were sixty dollars, did you pay sixty dollars for a Nintendo game? If the answer is just no, then like okay, you just don't like Nintendo, and like that's fine. But like. Uh, Zelda of all games is like going to be worth the price of admission. Like, (laughs) I think a lot of people more. Go ahead. (laughs) You're going to get more hours out of that game than you would a seventy dollar NBA game. Also, just like great like content. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even necessarily just solely about like the time you get out of it. It's like the overall game, the world, and everything. Like, the hundred and thirty dollar collector's edition is probably like a better price point for the fucking game. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Uh, overall, I thought this was a strong direct. I also gave it a B. I think that that falls um, kind of in line with it. Uh, also, the B from me is more in spite. I'm kind of like, I'm like Paula from American Idol. I want to see everybody go to Hollywood. So. Typically, I probably would have. <laughs> I probably would have just given this an A, but um, no, no Mario baseball announcement. And to my core, that hurts me. Um, mm-hmm. We have gotten every single Mario sports game. Just allow me to get on my soapbox real quick. We have gotten every single Mario sports game except for Mario basketball at this point as well. Um, onto the Switch, we've gotten two Mario parties, though I believe they phoned both of those in. We've gotten Mario Kart, though I also believe they kind of phoned that in. We've gotten a Mario uh, like RPG with Odyssey. Um, we got a Paper Mario. We got a Luigi's Mansion. Fucking Wario got his own game. Truly the only thing we're missing in terms of a Mario series, uh, from what I can think of, is is Mario Baseball. So super disappointed that 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 was not announced i i truly had high hopes i really had my like i had my expectations way too high probably for it and so i was greatly disappointed when they didn't show it yeah i would say for me a b on a nintendo direct is pretty much an a (laughs) because Um, you wouldn't pay 70 dollars for a nintendo game 
No. <laughs> Listen, if they... The reason I wouldn't give it an A is because they didn't say anything about Metroid Prime 4. Right. Until yep. they do that, it's going to be a B at the highest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, no Metroid news, automatic deduction. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I mean, no Metroid news at all, it's probably a C. I hear you. Um, but, I mean, if they came out with and said, like, Metroid Prime 4 coming out later this year, and they said it was going to be 70 bucks, wouldn't bad nigh. Yeah. I, w- I would have paid... 70 bucks for dread yep um yeah so i i mean i th- I thought it was objectively really good the the show just for me and until there's news like that or like gamecube comes to virtual console or an actual mario party comes out or even just mario party content i was yeah. almost kind of surprised yeah we didn't see anything about that for I mean, like that, the expansion that's kind of bad news yeah yep that would have been that would have been perfect um i honestly i want to say for the most part like just the announcement of like game boy and game boy advance coming to the nintendo switch online was like really what boosted the score for this mm-hmm. for me like they did that and i was like i like wasn't even thinking about that like of course of course you bring that to the virtual console the switch is a handheld um you know, I, I don't know why I never thought of it as the possibility, but like as soon as they did it, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's such a good idea. Um, I was talking to both sides of 1S plays because Jess also uh, texted me during it because when they, I don't know if you noticed it, but when they were showing the games for and they were doing like the scroll, I clocked it immediately when they showed Golden Sun and then got a text from Jess as I clocked it in all caps saying Golden Sun on the Switch. This is not a drill. This is not a drill. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I clocked it and instantly thought of you when I saw that. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I thought that was just alone. Literally like, OK, this is a win. This is this is a good this is a good direct. And then um, I think a couple of other strong remasters, obviously Metroid. We get some more news around Legend of Zelda. Um, yeah, I thought this was I thought this was really um, solid. And again, we only touched on like technically forty percent of the show. Probably, I mean, the volume was ridiculous. So yeah, um, yeah, it was really impressive. Forty minutes, jam packed. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, uh, I would say definitely go back and and watch it. Check out some of these other games. Um, a lot of good stuff coming. Uh, but yeah, anything else uh, on the direct? No. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us for this supplemental episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed. Let us know what you thought. Uh, if you enjoyed this being broken off and kind of being its own thing, uh, let us know. Maybe this is something that we'll kind of continue to do down the line. Uh, or if you you know if you liked and weren't bothered by the fact that you had to listen to two separate things to kind of get the full week, uh, certainly let us know. Since sometimes we record and then huge breaking news happens um, that we end up having to wait a whole week for. So. Maybe we'll play around with with continuing to do stuff like this. Uh, but we do appreciate it. Go over to uh, Twitter and at GGBG Podcast. 
you can find either the tweet about this episode or the tweet about the Nintendo Direct and let us know what some of your favorite moments were. Or in case you forgot, you can also go to YouTube where this will be its own video and you can leave a, leave us a comment there as well. Uh, as always, we really appreciate it. Leave us a rating or a review if you can and be sure to share with uh, a mom who loves Tetris. And we'll talk to you next week.